Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Zivy Owens, and you're listening to the award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Thanks so much for listening to my podcast. If you like what you hear, please follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and also at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy it. I'm so excited to discuss my sponsor today, which is Page One Books, because my summer book bundle is ready on pageonebooks.com. And the bundle that I've put together includes three books that I picked, uh, Montauk by Nicola Harrison, More Myself by Alicia Keys, and I Miss You When I Blink by Mary Laura Philpot, all of which have been on this podcast here. Uh, it includes a Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books Beach Tote, a cute little library card pencil slash cosmetic case, and a water bottle for staying hydrated plus a little um, thing of sun lotion. So go to pageonebooks.com, page one with the number one, so page number one books.com, and check out my my page one book summer bundle. Buy it as a gift, a housewarming, if you actually go somewhere, or just give it to yourself. Everybody needs a treat. We've had a long spring. <laughs> Pageonebooks.com. Welcome to day two of the second week of the July Book Blast. This is the, I guess, seventh day in all of my 10-day July Book Blast with episodes I recorded throughout the quarantine, some quarantine-related, some not all of which deserve to see the light of day before the summer comes to an end. Today is Young Reader's Day. So I have a collection of children's books and middle grade and all sorts of stuff that your kids might like. And how interesting to hear from children's book writers. 
which is exciting to me because I actually sold two children's books to Penguin Random House that'll be coming out in the next year or two. So I have a personal affinity for children's book authors. (laughs) Enjoy these episodes. Stephen Shaskin is the author and illustrator of several picture books, including Big Chew, spelled C-H-O-O, Toad on the Road, Max Speed, The Three Triceratops Tough, A Dog is a Dog, and the new graphic novel series, which, by the way, my littlest guy is, like, obsessed with, called Pizza and Taco. He also illustrated the picture book Punk, Skunks, and the graphic novel series Q and Ray, both written by his wife, Trisha Speed Shaskin. Stephen and Trisha live in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and love visiting schools and libraries, reading their stories, and inspiring young authors and illustrators. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Good. How about you? Going good. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining today. Thanks for having me. This is really great. Are these all your books in the back? You want to give me a little tour of uh, of some of these books? <laughs> I have the Three Triceratops Top picture book that I wrote with Simon Schuster and Dog is a Dog, the one right here in the middle. This one right here. That one's my first book that I ever wrote. And that's with Chronicle Books back in 2011. And then Toad on the Roads with uh, Harper Collins, along with my books with my wife, Trisha Speechaskin, uh, the Toad um, Punk Skunks and which is over here, I think. And then, uh, yeah, what else? The Q&Ray series also I wrote with Fisher. And um, so, yeah, that's, that's been a lot of fun too. But yeah, so those are my books. I worked as an educational assistant and an after-school art teacher for about eight years in the public schools here in Minneapolis. And then from there, I went on to be working in preschools for about 12 years. So I was a preschool teacher for 12 years. And yeah, and then I slowly transitioned over here into making books for kids. I went to Rhode Island School of Design for illustration, but that was a long, long time ago. <laughs> so, so, but that's what my original attempt was. And I made a lot of my own comics, you know, when I was in my 20s and poster designs for bands and other things like that. But yeah, just started focusing on working on creating books for kids the past, you know, 10 years or so. So, yeah. Wow. Well, that's exciting. So tell me the story of publishing your first picture book for kids. Well, A Dog is a Dog was a, was a real fun one. It was while I was working as a preschool teacher and I was coming up with ideas for different books. And I always put in a lot of like fun things in books. This was going to be backwards, obviously, because of, because of the Instagram thing. But Dog is a Dog. The fun thing about this book is I always put a little bit of nonsense in my books. You can tell by Pizza and Taco being just two characters that are just like kids. So that type of thing. So so it goes, a dog is a dog, whether it's naughty or nice, whether it's suns on the beach or glides on the ice. A dog is a dog. If it's skinny or fat, a dog is a dog, unless it's a cat. (laughs) (laughs) And so this goes on to having a lot of different animals coming out of costumes and so forth until it comes back to being a dog. But I just like, I like putting humor in my books. I like doing that. And so this book came about, I did a, I did drawings for it and I sent it out and it took a year to have a response to it. I had nine rejections from different publishers. And then a year after I sent it out, Chronicle Books contacted me and they, they really liked it, but they didn't like the art. And so I had to work on the art more. And I don't have an example. I should have an example of my original dummy, but it changed a lot. So, yeah. And I really am happy with the end results. So, yeah. So that's the story of my first book. But, yeah. And then from there, it was just trying to figure out what comes next. And then what came next was the Three Triceratops Tough, which I got that idea from three kids in my preschool who 
were pretending to play the Billy Goats Gruff as dinosaurs. And I was like, wow, that's a really good idea. So, <laughs> of course, it made absolutely no sense the way they were doing it. I had to make it make sense. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. So when you were young, when you were a little kid, were you drawing all the time? Or what were you, were, is that, that, was that your yeah. thing? Did you always know you wanted to do that? And the kid thing came later, basically, or? Yes, that's all I did. I, I drew all the time. It was my favorite thing to do. I always wanted to be an artist. My parents actually, you know, like I, I, you know, after going to art school, I realized that not everybody who likes to make art was supported by their parents. <laughs> but my parents were always really big into it. My dad was a stockbroker. My mom was a stay-at-home mom, but she also did accounting for things and other stuff. But they both really supported my art. My dad actually, even though he was a stockbroker, painted on the side. So he did oil paintings, landscape paintings, like in the basement. He always had setups for his art. And right now he he sells his art at art fairs. He's retired. He's 86 now. And he's down in Florida and like he he puts on art shows and art fairs and things. So he's always been, they've always been really super supportive of my art. And so that was a lot of fun growing up and always having supplies always that was something that they never had a problem with me doing you know like so yeah I always loved making art I also loved comics growing up so reading comics was my main thing to read I was considered a reluctant reader but at the time I I probably read like 3,000 comics (laughs) I started thinking about how many comics because I would go to the comic store at least once a month with my dad and like and spend all my allowance on comics. And back then it was 60 cents a comic. And so, you know, my allowance wasn't that much. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but still, like, you know, like over over the course of a month, I would save it all up and be able to get something. So, yeah. I, and that's what like with Pizza and Taco, which was really cool is because when I was a kid, I just loved comics so much. And. I had friends, a group of friends in elementary school. I grew up in uh, Syracuse, New York, and I had a group of friends there, and we all made comics, and we all drew comics and and loved to make art and talk about comics and everything. So it was just a really cool thing. Like, I, I you know, and I grew up on, like, you know, like all like the, the Richie Riches and the Casper, the Friendly Ghost, and, you know, Underdog and all those, like, kind of goofy ones but also then I got into superhero comics like the X-Men and the Teen Titans and those books and collected and I still have quite a number of my collection but not not <laughs> not all my collection over time things kind of whittled down I think I went from collecting comics to collecting albums in high school and so <laughs> so yeah when I was working on on, on this book it was a lot of fun because I just delved back into like creating comics and I had been making picture books for so long and and suddenly like I'm I'm working on in this medium that I just loved and and I'm just sitting there in my you know at my desk working and just laughing and having so much fun creating this and when Q and Ray first came out it was just this like there was kind of this joy just you know like just because it was like wow I created a real comic you know and and, and like I said in my 20s I made a bunch of like my own you know like kind of scrappy Xerox copy, you know, comics, you know, into independent, you know, like adult comics, but still, you know, like this was kind of like, wow, this is a real thing. And I was really excited. And that's what brought me to creating Pizza and Taco. So tell everybody more about Pizza and Taco, because it is so fantastic. It's sort of like an advanced elephant and piggy of sorts. It's like these new characters blasting on the scene. Tell me about how you came up with it and, and all the rest. 
Well, this is the book right here. And Pizza and Taco is because we do a lot of school visits with Q and Ray, especially when we did a lot of school visits, we would create characters with kids, original characters, original comic characters, and kind of show kids how they can create their own. And one of the things, one of the big rules is to keep it to simple shapes because you're drawing these characters over and over and over again, like, you know, hundreds of times in just one book, you know, you're drawing each character. And so that was a, that was a really important thing to like get across to kids to just use simple shapes and that type of thing. And then like we give some background to the the characters before, you know, before you start writing a story, you want to have a little bit of a background and think about you know, like, who are these characters? You know, what do they like to do? What are, what are they afraid of? What All these types, types of things. And one of the things is, what's their favorite food? And every school that we went to, it was either pizza or tacos. That, <laughs> that was their, was the, their favorite food. And, and, you know, and it's funny because, like, my favorite food is pizza and Trisha's favorite food is tacos. And so, like, that's kind of, it kind of made sense. And I was like, oh, you know, and there's that weird nonsense of, like, oh, well, why don't I just make this into a, why aren't they, why aren't pizza and taco best friends, you know? And, and we had characters like Pizza Man because, like, every once in a while somebody would pick a, like, a, a triangle head. And so then I started thinking about, well, how simple can I draw a pizza, piece of pizza and a taco, you know, pretty much a triangle and a half circle. And so I, I started having a lot of, you know, like you can see, like, it's just like a half circle here. And then the triangle shape, you know, just, just trying to keep it as simple as possible. So I could draw them over and over again. I was really also inspired by the Narwhal and Jelly series. I just love that. Trish and I also teach like week-long comic classes at the Loft Literary Center here in Minneapolis. And it was really cool to see because like kids would come in and they'd be drawing all the narwhal and jelly characters. And just seeing that, like I wanted something that kids could draw easily themselves because I think that's really powerful for kids. And I've been doing that with different things where I've had a couple of school visits this past week and online and showing kids how to draw pizza and taco, but also showing them how to draw other characters that might be food-related comic characters, you know, and, and the kids are immediately drawn to it and just drawing immediately and showing me their drawings. And it's just really cool to see, you know, that kind of thing. And, and, and there was one kid who already had created because they knew that I was coming, they had created a whole book on spaghetti and meatball. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And I, I love how uh, hamburger and hot dog have cameos in your book. Yes. <laughs> Those are important, important, you know, supporting, best supporting actress and actor, little. <laughs> Actually, I think they're both boys, but. <laughs> <laughs> they're not very nice to hamburger and hot dog. And, you know, some people have pointed that out, but I, I think I kind of, one of the things about, pizza and taco is that they're kids and they have flaws and they're not perfect and they're going to be jerks sometimes and sometimes they're even in this book they're kind of jerks to each other and like you know that just happens like you know like you can't have a best friend without having a best friend fight you can't have you know like you can't grow up without having you know kids around that you're not that friendly with you know it just happens you can't be friends with everyone and you know like it's a it's an unrealistic adult perception of childhood you know like I think you know if you think back to when you were in kindergarten or first grade there are kids that you liked and there are kids that you didn't like and there are kids that you know you wanted to play with and kids that were like mm, god do I have to play with that kid again <laughs> and so and I don't, I don't I'm not I'm not saying that that's good I'm just saying that that's real 
you know, and, and, you know, flaws in characters are real. And, um, and these characters have a lot of flaws, (laughs) (laughs) not perfect characters. So, yeah. And how is it collaborating with your wife? What is that like? And how has the coronavirus sort of impacted your work together? (laughs) Well, I'm actually working on dummying out a picture book that she just wrote while I'm working on, I just finished dummying out the third pizza and taco. The second pizza and taco comes out next year and it's pizza and taco best party ever. And so they throw a party, but like, I just finished dumbing out the third book, which is where they make a comic book um, that she just wrote. We work really well together, actually, which is really nice. Always when we're working on stuff, you know, she's written probably like three or four picture books since working on something collaboratively last time. And most of them are things that I wouldn't work on. And now this last project, I was like, I really like this project. I think I could work on this project. And so when we work on projects together, it's typically something that we're both invested in and we're not like, we're not forcing it. We're, it's something that we both really like and, and want to do. And that's really important. And we're also like really respectful of each other. We, you know, we have, we have fights, but like when it comes to writing and creating books together, where we try to make the best book we can. So we're really working on, on doing that. And so I think, it's funny because I think we rub each other a little bit more wrong when it's a book that we're not working on, when it's one of our own things, our own projects, you know, and we're critiquing our, you know, something that like I'll be critiquing something that she's working on that I'm not working on with her, or she'll be critiquing something that I'm working on that <laughs> that she's not working on with me. And yeah, we're a little like, we tend to be like, not as good friends. <laughs> so, but yeah, but everything and you know, for me, like the one the one thing that was kind of crummy was with all the coronavirus stuff is that we basically ended up canceling probably like eight different events, uh, like school visits and so forth. Because, you know, as of for us, it was pretty much I think it was March 14th, I think was the was when we started shutting down here in Minneapolis. And we had I think three events the next week at different schools to go to and different things like that. And, uh, and ones that hadn't been figured quite out for, you know, for May and June. And, and so that was kind of tough, but we work from home anyways. We both have a studio in our house. We both have, you know, places where we work. And so that really hasn't affected. Luckily I was on deadline. So like, I just focused on that and then, yeah. And then on deadline again. So, I'm <laughs> so uh, yeah. Like for me, I really enjoy working at home and being isolated and, and doing <laughs> this, is, this is how I focus. So, yeah, I don't think I with all the school visits that we had, I don't think I would have been able to finish the second book and mm-hmm. dumping out the third book all in this time as well. So, yeah. And do you have any parting advice for aspiring illustrators, artists, children's book writers? You know, my advice is for kids more than for aspiring. And that's. If you like something, just keep doing it. And when I talked about how I had those friends in, in elementary school that I made comics with, out of that group of kids, I think there were like five of us. Only two went on to be artists. And that's me and my and another friend. And he does fine art. I do comics or I do um, in picture books. But I was probably out of those five friends, like probably like as talent goes, like fifth. <laughs> uh, so but i just kept doing it and nowadays like if, uh, if those kids are, who are now adults would be drawing again you know 
they wouldn't be as strong of a drawing uh, artist as I am because they just stopped doing it. And so, yeah. And, and, and they're having very happy lives doing what they're doing. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah. Doing it. Don't, don't let other kids get you down. If you see somebody else being a better artist than you, that's great. Just keep working at it. You'll get better and better. And if you like music, if you like science, if you like anything, just keep working at it. So yeah, that's my advice. Kids. I'm going to play this for my kids later. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. And thanks for the hours of entertainment you've given okay. us during this quarantine with pizza and taco. Really grateful. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Okay. Take care. Uh, Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Young Readers Tuesday, part of my July book blast. I hope you've enjoyed it. Thanks again for listening to my podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. If you liked this episode, please follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books and sign up for my mailing list at ZibbyOwens.com so you can always hear about the latest things I'm up to. Thanks a lot. Thanks so much to Page One Books for sponsoring today's episode. I hope you'll all check out my summer beach bundle at pageonebooks.com. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Thanks for listening. You could always email me at zibby at zibbyowens.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.